No, Colin, this is episode 46. Yeah. I can't believe we're starting the episode and I have to go to Spotify to... Uh, heckin' cool. If you're not following us on Spotify, you guys should do that. Uh, yeah, this is episode 46. Although, uh, I've heard... I've, it is 46? Yeah. I've heard, and I haven't done the done the due diligence of looking. Okay. So when I say I've heard means I saw a headline uh, that... It's better for the podcasting world if you don't use Spotify. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Something to do with like because of the way the streaming royalties work and all that. I, I don't. I don't you get know. there. There are no streaming royalties for podcasts. There are none. No. Then I don't know. I, I'll 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 look it up. In fact, uh, not right now. Most places that host your music from uh, so like I'm mean, take DistroKid for example, right? Yes. A lot of independent artists use DistroKid to uplay, upload their music. Uh, it goes onto all the streaming platforms, and then you get royalties from that. Mm-hmm. That's not how podcasts work. Podcasts, you have to either go with a free service such as Anchor, uh, which, again, your podcast is always going to be, Heckin' Cool Dad's podcast, a podcast on Anchor. Like, it's always, yeah. it's like they're, you're under their umbrella. Welcome to the Nerdist Network. Right. And then uh, – or you have to pay for a host. Yes. And host your own shit in which you pay a monthly fee. You don't know this, Colin, because I handle all the shit. Uh, be, but we pay a monthly fee, which is why we have sponsors from time to time. I know this. Dude, did you bring beer? Oh, yeah, I did. Would you hand – wait, hold on. What's going on? I was also drinking a White Claw. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish that first. Get our beers ready. Uh, we're recording on Super Tuesday. Colin, give us a hot take on Super Tuesday. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Biden. Come on. It's, it's, if the writing hasn't been on the wall for at least a week, and especially over the last two days, when, uh, the rest of the centrist drop out at the same time and all get behind the same guy, they're doing just this, they're doing the same thing they did in 2016, and they're trying as hard as they possibly can to keep a true progressive out of the race. And I understand why, because it means he means the end of their gravy train too, because they're all fucking corrupt pieces of shit. Uh, but, uh, I got, I'm getting blown up here by an anxious friend. And I, and he was like, I just think it's as soon as Texas and California come in, He'll be on top today, Bernie. And I'm just like, it's going to be Biden. Brace yourself. It's the way the world works. Yeah. I saw, uh, somebody posted a meme and you know, that's the way we communicate nowadays. Uh, somebody posted a meme that said like Democrats are trying or what is it? Bernie's trying to defeat Trump and Democrats are trying to defeat Bernie. Yes. That's not, I mean, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, a, uh, it was funny though. It was funny though. I was Beatrice tonight. I was getting the mail. Young Beasy. Young Beasy. I was getting the mail and, you know, I talked about this a couple weeks ago about how annoying it is to me that Mike Bloomberg has so much money because, like, even my little kids know who he is because his ad is before every fucking TikTok video. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, um, the kids, the kids see through it, though. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, uh and I got the letter and I got a letter in the mail. I was going through the mail and I was like, can't escape this motherfucker. Well, I didn't say it like that, uh, obviously, because my daughter was standing right there. But, you know, and I look and, and B goes, what? And I look and she looks at it and she goes, she's like, Mike Bloomberg sucks. <laughs> and like, uh, and then she said, vote Bernie Sanders. And I was like, cause I don't like openly 
yeah. talk about that with them because they don't, they're kids. They don't need to be bothered with that. And, uh, um, and I'm not really like, I don't have yard signs or anything like that. And I don't really talk about it in that way. And, uh, so it was interesting. I was like, where'd you hear that? And she goes, from you. And I was like, from me. And she goes, well, I don't know. Maybe I just saw ads or something like that, but he just seems, he seems better than Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> uh, do you remember those old commercials? That's like, where did you, where did you learn to smoke pot? Where did you get this? And then like the kid turns to the mom and goes, I learned it from watching you. Okay. And then like the disappointment <laughs> over their face when they, yeah. you realize they, uh, they taught their kid how to smoke yeah. pot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. So funny. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be Joe Biden and do you he's, he's going to get beat. Why doesn't Ohio participate in Super Tuesday? Well, because it's not a thing you participate in. It's just a thing that they, this is the way that the, the primary cadence always happens. There's a handful of states for a couple of weeks and then there's one Tuesday that just so happens that 10 or so states, big ones are on the same day. And the media is who turned it into an event, an event that that one might participate in, but I think it's just it just wasn't that way. Ohio's is next Tuesday, right? So. Is it? I thought it was the seventeenth. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was the eleventh. Oh. Uh, you Google that, yeah, uh, and then when I, is the Ohio Democratic primary? <laughs> Did you just see? You're right. It's on Tuesday, March 17th. There you go. I don't want to steer the listeners wrong because every fucking buddy needs to get out there and do their yeah. Uh, civic yeah. duty. Yeah, big time. I don't give a shit who you vote for. No shit. Just have a voice. Just give yourself a voice so you can literally say, fuck, it didn't go my way or fuck, yeah, I helped do that. Mm-hmm. That's, again, that's the difference between uh, sitting back and bitching for years yeah. upon years or at least saying i fucking tried even if it's that classic like sticking it to the other person you know like sierra and her dad used to always go vote together and then it was afterwards it was like well i just canceled you out right you know and it's like yeah and you did and that meant something yeah it so. literally did yeah good point um so i'm going to real quick i want to shout we've had this before Is this your brother shit right yeah i spent the weekend with my brother and my and the rest of my family and uh he unloaded a case on me like he always does. Hell yeah. Are those the half full guys? Uh, these are, I mean, I mean, 97% yeah, full. I think, I don't know. He just got, I don't know. He gave what me else much. did you do while you're out there? I saw some, uh, I saw some IG videos. Dog. So we went up to, we went up to, to the old GR Grand Rapids, Michigan for the weekend. Uh, cause my nephew Henrik turned one and it was his first birthday party. And it's always fun had to make sure you had plenty of beer. For him, obviously, <laughs> my brother. Well, my brother. My brother has a big fucking uh, conversion van, like a Ford Econoline. It's got. He's got a new one. Like he keeps trading them in, and they're not like new. I mean, this one's like ten years old or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, this thing's got like a Boss V8 in it, and it's got captain's chairs, all leather. It's got like all the crazy lights. It's got a twenty-four inch flat screen up oh, in the shit. roof extender thing. I mean, this thing is sweet. And then he just takes out the back seat, so it's just four seats. And then he's got like enough bike pieces to make four bikes back there for whatever he's riding that day. Mm. And then he's always got like three cases of beer back there because like so we went to this race. This is something we did over the weekend. So we're all hanging out. My brother's like, we got this race. Uh, it's a fun thing and it's a couple hours before Henrik's party and I was, I was like, okay. And he goes, I, I talked to, I talked to Keisha, our sister and, and she said that it'd be okay if I came, if I, uh, ran it close to his party going to this race. 
And he goes, it's an adult strider bike race. And if you don't know what a strider bike is, it's a it's a pretty popular thing. It's a balance bike. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh instead of training wheels, the kids use their legs cuz then it teaches them to to balance on two wheels. It's literally a balance bike. We had one too. And I wish that's how all my kids learned because it makes a lot of more sense than yeah, training wheels. It sure does. Uh and uh we had one and my that my brother gave us and it was Rowan's and I couldn't find it one one year. And then I looked and it, it, I didn't realize it was on the other side of my garage, leaned up against the wall all winter, and it was plywood, mm. and the wood just totally went, like, totally separated all five ply, you know, and it was just totally, probably a $300 bike, too, that my brother, because it was all fancy. And, uh, so what, so what they do anyway, um, anyway, as adults. Yeah. So he's like, it's an adult strider bike race. He's like, anybody can show up and race with whatever bike. It just can't have pedals on it. It's at a retired RC race car track okay so it's probably the track was probably 150 feet long 50 to 75 feet deep loop just a loop uh-huh. and and it was probably six feet wide concrete that was all fucked up cracked with like weeds and stuff growing all in between it and uh all these bike dorks show up with their you know, like nice gear, like really expensive bikes, really but, nice but no helmets. Pedals. But then they all take their pedals off. A couple of people showing up with like kids bikes or like BMXs. And one dude had like a little saddlebag thing and he had six beers in it. I, I also saw a couple like it seemed like people set their bikes up differently in preparation for this race. Like I saw one guy sitting almost behind the seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah some yeah, people were some shit. people were doing a certain with them. My brother, he regretted bringing or that one because he had the fat tires on it. Yeah. And uh he even let air out of it, but he was still doing like tiptoes the whole time. He came in third and uh in his heats because they were doing like heats and stuff. Like yeah. it was like like they had a bracket, all the shit. It was so funny, but my brother's got one of those uh backpacks, cooler things. It's like basically a big rubber thing that you roll up, you know? Uh-huh. And that we show up and he opens that thing up and he dumped like three full cases of all these different types of Black Rocks beers in there. Oh, we walk up and he just sets it down right in the middle and he's like, beer's here. And the, it's like 1130 a.m. and all these people are just like, it's just like, and, and we showed up to my nephew's party a little bit lit up, ready to have a good time. But uh <clears throat> it was such a blast. It was so funny. It was so funny watching all of these grown ass people kicking bikes along around this and it was everybody was hurting and there was like the thighs and the and the calves yeah. and stuff like that people were fucking hurting i can hear the genuine incitement excitement in your voice like you were so it was completely different than my fucking week so mine started <laughs> by my daughter was coughing a whole bunch and you know she's two and a half so like and she just recently started daycare so that's not uncommon but she would cough herself into a coughing fit and every time i'd, I'd have to like take her over to the hardwood like i didn't want her anywhere near the couch or the carpet because she had thrown up multiple times she'll cough herself into a gag and just throw up but then go right back to playing like nothing was wrong uh we took her in and it turns out she fucking had whooping cough which is yeah which is crazy so apparently she's following in dad's footsteps with that little bit of juggalo love (laughs) Uh, oh man she's been vaccinated the jokes write themselves don't they She's been vaccinated four times for it and still managed to catch it. See? Way to go, science! Well. Just kidding. The, I'm uh, an anti-vaxxer now. No, you're not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, was like, I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're like, and, there's the door. Yeah, and there we have it. 46 episodes is how far <laughs> we made it. Uh, no. And no, I'm I am, an extreme vaxxer. Yeah, dude. I feel like, I feel like we've 
nearly eliminated the chance of dying by hundreds of diseases. And the good outweighs the bad. Do not. <laughs> you know, it's one we haven't eliminated yet. It's the one rapidly spreading yeah. on all corners of the world. You know, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite shit is how every. I say as I cough in your direction. You're not whooping, so you're good. Uh, my favorite shit and is I'm not like drinking every single. Oh, my God. Can't catch the coronavirus because we drink IPAs. Uh, no, my favorite shit is like every single day, somebody, somebody on my timeline shares something that's like, uh, what the government doesn't want you to know. We've been vaccinating our cattle against coronavirus for three years. Like, it's always something. And I'm just like, you motherfuckers really don't get it. It's just a big ass, it's a big family, a big collection of viruses, MERS. The common cold, like all these viruses are coronaviruses. This is a new strand. What's it called? Like C something 19? COVID-19. Yeah, C-O-V-I-D-19. Yeah. Yeah, that's that shit. Uh, Speaking of which, we have a very big festival that happens, or a big event that happens here every year. So Arnold, the fucking governor, has been hosting it here for however many years. Kindergarten cop! (laughs) Uh, he's been hosting it here for however many years. It's the Arnold Sports Classic. It's awesome. I go every year and get a disgusting amount of samples, and I don't need protein. I've never been, but I work downtown, so I always just see all the Dude, muscly people walking so around. It's so awesome. I actually really like it. Like they have a they have a jujitsu and a ping pong like competition. I fucking love watching both of them. It's awesome. Those are it, like it's it's straight up like Forrest Gump style ping pong. But this year, this year the the fucking the COVID nineteen has the governor of Ohio wreaked havoc, and basically said in. that nobody, no spectators, no so, expo. Yeah, no expo. The event will still go on as far as competitions because people train. I don't even know what the fucking point is. Like, what is the point of that shit? I don't know. It seems weird that they're allowing it to happen versus just postponing it. Yeah, because that like those people are still like people are still coming here from far away places. Oh shit. That's true. So. Yeah. So it's still going to be up in our city. You were looking at me like I was trying to be careful, but I wasn't trying to be careful. No, you, you weren't. I like, was. You were. You can't make a coherent thought today, I guess. Why? I don't know. You drunk boy? No, I'm not. I'm exhausted. But uh, uh, but uh, while we're on the subject, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's your favorite action Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? And mm. non-action Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Okay, so you actually already quoted my favorite non-action. I count Kindergarten Cop as my non-action movie. Yeah, I will. I, Kindergarten Cop is I also, light action, but it, yes. that counts in the comedy. I also really like. Um, uh, what's the Christmas one? Jingle All the Way? Yeah, yeah. I also really like that one. Kindergarten Cop is the best Arnold non. Action Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, in my opinion. And I agree then with you. for action, uh, I actually think, ooh, I'd probably go one of the Terminators. Um, I'd probably go one. I'd go Terminator one. What's yours? You know, I've gotten a lot of hate for this because it's not it's not one of the ones people immediately jump to. I think that True Lies is perfect. Oh, fuck. I love True Lies. I think it's a perfect movie. Can you, we talk about Jamie Lee Curtis? Dude, be, her, like, her dance scene while dude, he's like in the shadows. Dude, that scene is so weird. But then it, it was also it cre- like for every teenage boy it was like, so she's old, but holy crap. Yeah, that's there you go. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. 
you would look at her like neck and face and be like, yep, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like that's, that's run in the middle of Jamie Lee Curtis. But then the rest of the stuff would happen. And I'd be like, I gotta be honest. I never really looked at Jamie Lee Curtis like that, but (laughs) that, that might've got me too. The funny thing was I had a client, uh, on a project some time ago and he was a French guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And his voice sounded exactly like the French guy that he in that movie records to yeah. do that scene, like when he's like playing the tape recorder. Yeah. And as soon as I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. And that was like at the beginning of our project. Yeah. And, you know, for the next four to six months, I just kept thinking about that. But that movie, though, is amazing. Everything about it. Like th- th- there's like outside of the fact that and you got to give it a little bit of a pass because it was. It was the first half of the 90s, but like the really uh, uh, stereotypic Muslim terrorists. It's a little. Yeah. The, they're, they're, the name of their terrorist uh, group is the Crimson Jihad. I mean, it's a little bit uh, yeah, it, problematic. It, in retrospect. In retrospect. But, you know, it was everybody it was doing that in, in, in the early 90s, you know, because it was the Gulf War. It was everybody. It was the same as it is now. It was always like. Middle Eastern terrorists, but uh, everything about that movie it's it's long as fuck, and it's but it's told so well that you're in it. There's all these like like big acts of the movies. It's not like a you know everybody's great in it too. Tom Arnold's amazing in it. He's hilarious. He actually is really funny in that. He's a great supporting actor. And uh, and fucking rest in peace. uh, Bill Paxton is great in it as the used car dealer. You know when he's like having that, he's talking to him and he's having that dream. Where he fucking just bashes his face in while he's sitting in the, and then he wakes up from his daydream. So we were, oh, we, uh, I've been talking about movies a lot, like because I I've been thinking about movies that that to this day are just epic as fuck, or uh, or changed changed my perspective of, on what comedy was. I think we started to talk about this before, but like as far as comedies go, I was just talking to the band about this tonight. The Hangover One. Like it's hysterical. It fucking changed it changed my perspective of what's funny in comedy. And I think I think maybe it was you. Did you No no no, this was someone else I was talking to. Uh another one that really changed comedy was something about Mary. Oh yeah. I mean the first time you saw what? a jizz joke or like the nutsack zipped up in the fucking fly. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. The the, the uh and it's, it, it is that movie, but at the same time, it's the Farrelly brothers in general because they did Dumb and Dumber before that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Another and, fucking legendary and movie. So they were getting, they were, they were ramping up to that. But it was just that, it was, it was, it was the shock, the fact that it was like 1995 or six or something like that, and it was like this, this mix of shocking humor. Yes, but they made it so silly. That they totally got away with it. Yeah. You know, like the the old neighbor lady walking around with the, like the weird shriveled up boobs because she's tanning <laughs> all the time. It's like so much a caricature. The jizz in the hair. You know, it's like yeah. it's so silly when it's hanging off his fucking earlobe. Ear. And it, that's the thing. It's shocking. It's 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 like you're just like, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Epic. Epic. And the, yeah. The, the how'd you get the beans? About the freak? Yeah. <laughs> uh so what's it? Can you think of another oh, one? Man. So we, and really, for the time, really respectful uh, um, casting of mentally handicapped people in a comedy. 
That's true. They were very respectful while pushing the boundaries of where you could take that comedy. Hold on. You're about to, you might be blowing my mind. Are you telling me that the person was actually handicapped? Oh, no. I don't know that. Oh. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, it, like, for a mid 90s movie, instead of just being retard jokes. Yeah. Uh, or like even, even though I think the movie is funny, The Ringer is mm, to me mm-hmm. it crosses it crosses the line into laughing at not with. That's true. And but that's the thing about there's something about Mary is like the like any part of the story arc that has mentally handicapped folks are it's hilarious, mm. but it is also really respectful. I'd agree with that. And she's like in the park hanging out because she's a volunteer yeah. and all this stuff. But then they just joke about like he can't take his fucking earmuffs off. And like when he's yelling Franks and beans, like that shit is so fucking funny. <laughs> do you have a do you have another one in mind that uh, is of the same epic proportion as something about Mary or Hangover? Uh, oh, man. Oh, uh, super bad. Oh, fuck. I think I think Can Superbad I- is the movie that uh, it, it, it to me it's Superbad and the Forty Year Old Virgin are two movies that that were that kind of Judd Apatow super heavy dialogue, like lots and lots of talking, but all of the talking is hilarious. And they do you know that's the comedy where they're doing the ad lib stuff, yeah, they're just where riffing. they riff and pick the funniest one, you know. And that's that spawned essentially a whole genre of comedy. It, it definitely did. Super bad is is that shit. That's actually uh, I'm glad you called that one out because <clears throat> years ago, when I started, uh, you know, like taking my DVDs and ripping them down to digital files and shit like that, and only you know, and and Netflix and Hulu and shit started popping off. I got rid of all of my DVDs. I own one DVD and it is in my work drawer because when somebody tells me they haven't seen Superbad, I take it out, I give it to them, and I say, bring this back whenever. I have one fucking DVD. One of my favorite lines in that whole movie, and it's not even like a main character or a main line, (laughs) but it every time, just the way he delivers it. So that dude who plays, do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? He's yeah. like the dumb guy in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is he the main? Oh, no, no, no. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's the guy that takes them to the party. That he hits him. He hits, he hits Evan with the, when he, with the yeah, car. Yeah. So that dude. Yeah. When he hits him with the car and he gets out and he doesn't say the F word, he goes, I didn't effing see you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Every time he says that, I am just dying. It's just the way he delivers it is just so perfect. Who's? Uh, and when they go to the party. And the one guy's doing coke, and he's like, yeah, that's so-and-so's brother. He's like, sing. Sing for him. You sing like a bird. <laughs> that dude. I don't even know what that dude. Dude, there, there are quotables. Oh, there man. are quotables all That movie is so movie. great. And it made, you know, the, you know, low-key side storylines and stuff like that. Like, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are so fucking funny in that movie. Well, that was actually, you know he wrote that when he was, like, a teenager? Yeah. It was, like, based on his life yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's Fucking epic. Uh, can I tell you another movie that I fucking love? And I just want to get your reaction and see if you like it or love it or anything as much as I do. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Dude, I couldn't even I, – I know I've seen it, but I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw it. Man. I was probably a kid. I, uh, there's a part in that where it's like Balky from per, uh, Perfect Strangers <laughs> yeah. where he's like – he plays that crazy like guy that's selling the fucking gun that has a microwave and shit on it. Dude, that whole scene is my shit. I love it so much. Man, 
One more thing about True Lies really quick. I just thought of this. Because to me, this is the, this is what sells it as my favorite Schwarzenegger action movie. Because let's be real, Terminator 2 is like also a perfect movie. I know you said Terminator 1. but I, I like 1 just because I, I'm a big fan of like where, where things start. Where sure, sure. Start. I get it. In my opinion, Terminator 2 is like an early 90s masterpiece. Um, but uh, the, the thing about True Lies, though, is – how like how do you even come up with the idea let's let's say arnold schwarzenegger is on a horse chasing a terrorist <laughs> on a crotch rocket through a hotel yeah up an elevator and then he jumps the crotch rocket from one building to another like who like how do you come up with that yeah what like like that to me that's just like that's that's, that's amazing somebody somebody dreamt dreamt that up that's fast and the furious shit before fast and Dude, the furious somebody dreamt that up and put that into the world uh so ridiculous hold on i had oh, another one best. you see i i like where you're going with this uh i i just i've been on movies lately when jamie lee curtis drops the gun because she's scared of it and it kills all those terrorists as it's <laughs> Oh man, I gotta watch that movie like not tonight because it's three hours long. But oh uh, man, what a great movie! Sorry, no, well, you were gonna say another one. Uh, so you remember like Napster and LimeWire and yeah. all that? Were you pirated movies back then? Uh, no, I was sampling them to figure out if mm. I wanted to buy them. <laughs> um, I downloaded. That seemed like the that seemed like the most saving face. I sampled them to see if I wanted to buy them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would have never known that I wanted to buy one of these movies had it not been for that accidental download of a movie. Now I tried to. <laughs> so, long story short, I tried to download one movie, and it was a completely fucking different movie. It it kind of like and back then, like you didn't have like cable internet. You had dial up or dsl that was like slightly faster yeah than you, you set that bitch going overnight and you hope that you got overnight you, you hope it didn't fail when you woke up Bro, in the morning. it took days because the fucking person, <laughs> oh yeah i wasn't downloading movies the person that had it would go offline i would try to only download from t1 lines or t3 lines back in the day those were like universities and shit so oh yeah that yeah it was always you're like oh yeah t1. yeah you're like t1 yeah, so one, baby. I kick off this movie. Trust fund, kid. And I don't know what movie it was, uh, but I woke up in the morning and I got some movie called I Spy with fucking Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson. What? Yeah. So I'm, I shit you not. When I tell people about this movie to this day, people go, what? Like nobody's fucking heard of this movie, but I accidentally got it. <laughs> so I kick it on because I'm like, I thought that I was watching the movie I attempted to uh, sample, right? And on comes this movie called I Spy. The gist of it is Eddie Murphy is a boxer. Phenomenal boxer. Super self-centered. Like, he's all like, he talks in third person. He's like, uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, fuck, I can't remember. But, it, like, let's call it, let's say his name's Eddie. He's like, yeah, baby. Eddie, 40 and no. Yeah, baby. 41, about to be 41 and no. Eddie about to be 40. Like, he talks in, like, third person a lot and all that shit, right? So, and every time he gets a win, he, like, tattoos a line on him. And then, like, at five, he crosses it, you know, like mm -hmm. the bushels. Um, and Owen Wilson is, like, a spy. But he's a fucking terrible spy. He's trying to find this plane that went missing and it's like a, a fucking so it's like an action comedy it is 
I shit you not. It's and when did it come out? Like 2002? Dude, I'm going to look it up. Eh, I Maybe. I'm just saying that to me that sounds like a movie that would have come out in the early 2000s or the, late, or the very late 90s. Spy movie. Let's look this shit up. Uh, I, sp- I cannot believe you nailed that. It is oh, 2002. Man. This is uh, one of my innate... You know, we were talking a couple weeks ago, like, like basically like super abilities that you yeah. have that you, like, that's one thing is I'm really, really good at putting dates on pop culture shit. That's, I'm like super impressed by that. Well, you said that to me and it was like, okay, Owen Wilson. So he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't on the scene until the early 2000s. I mean, he, he in the late nineties, it did like, did like bottle rocket, like the early, early Wes Anderson movie and stuff like that. But like, it wasn't like. I mean, it was like Zoolander and shit like that mm-hmm. that was making him big. So, was, and then you're like Eddie Murphy. You said Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. And I was like Eddie Murphy in a role that I hadn't really heard of. This is going to be later. It's going to be like Doctor Doolittle time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right between. Yeah, yeah. Flubber. Hey, man. And uh, Flubber was tight. And uh, then you said what it was about, and I was like, yeah, that's like the early 2000s when they stopped having ideas for movies. Anyway. <laughs> So and then this, they started rebooting shit. This movie was crazy. Like I thought it was funny as fuck. Man, I'll have to watch it. You'll have to watch it. Just to, just and I love you know Owen what? Wilson, and obviously Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy. He does his typical Owen Wilson stuff, where you can tell a lot of his shits just riffing, and it's yeah. that. Oh, well, I just like you know what I'm saying he's doing his Owen mm. Wilson thing. It's cool. You should watch it. Um, so I'm trying to think of some other things that happened. So I was I was looking at your Instagram. Actually, I wasn't even looking at your Instagram. I was seeing your dog on someone else's Instagram. So clearly somebody watched your dog. <laughs> I see what you're saying way into. Yeah, uh, Tish was Tish was watching my dogs and uh, uh, she almost killed my frog again. Which frog? No, Sticky I'm just Joe? Kidding. I'm just kidding. I had Sticky to, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I had to say it. I just – I told Sierra that I put that on the on the board. Yeah. Uh, I just – she did not. I, oh, I, I want to be, uh, be unequivocally clear that me thinking that sticky joe was dead was firmly on me uh because i guess i forgot to like put some water in there and uh we got home and i look and the there's like a it was a stiffy joe (laughs) there's like a little so he's got like a little uh stone or like it looks like a little stone pool you know like a pond it's about this big yeah it's about, I don't know, five inches by three inches. It's about and, as big as a CD. And I fill it with water and normally. and I. But then we get home yesterday and I look and I'm like, well, where's Sticky Joe? And I, and I look down and he's in the bottom of that bowl and it's fucking bone dry. <laughs> and he looks extra skinny and he's like totally like hunched up in a little ball. Yeah. And I look at Sierra sitting right there and I'm like, I'm like, look, look, I think he's dead. <laughs> so then I just took I took some water. And I just poured it over him yeah. into the into the dish, and he just got up and shook it off, and then climbed back up on his little rail. Oh shit! Oh man! So. so so you thought he was dead for like literally four seconds? Thirty seconds. You stared at him for twenty like seven seconds before taking three seconds to pour water on him. Oh my god! Him? I don't know. All I know Dude, is I thought he was dead. That's frog abuse. And then I just thought it would be really low hanging joke fruit to blame Tish for it. <clears throat> frog abuse have so. you had a uh, wendy's breakfast yet no to be honest with you it doesn't sound super appealing to me are you kidding me but 
the company who does everything fresh and shits on everybody that doesn't do fresh stuff, you're saying that their breakfast is not going to be on par with what? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying that I don't really like breakfast in general, and especially when it comes to fast food breakfast. Like every once in a while, I'll have like a sausage burrito from McDonald's, and that's about it. And uh, yuck. <laughs> fuck exactly. Fuck exactly. I have no. I have no. I have no skin in this game. I do. I do. I do remember though. When I was in college, the nine months I was in college, so this is a very specific time. This is sometime between September of 2001 and May of 2002. September 11? Shit, that's yeah. 2001, right? And uh, never forget. Uh, and um, now I lost. Oh, yeah. Fucking I, thin I remember, blue line, Colin. I remember there was a Wendy's at the student union at the commons. That or served breakfast? And they had breakfast, and it was fucking... French toast sticks and th- that shit was they, awesome. They were so good. So there's a pilot Wendy's. It was a 20- they bring that back. I'll 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 get those. Twenty four hour Wendy's on the on uh the Wilson Road exit off of seventy in Columbus, Ohio. Right. They had breakfast because they were twenty four hours at the pilot gas station. Yep. Yeah. Oh, bro, I ate at that fucking pilot so much that like they started recognizing who I was. If I went in like before, call it. 5 a.m. Man, you got so mad at me when I said it didn't sound appealing to me. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I mean, if you're somebody that doesn't like breakfast, I get it. I ate that Wendy's a lot, too, when I, we lived right there. Oh, that's right. You lived around the corner from that. because no, that's lived Trebu and Wilson. Yeah, I thought that you got the Maranatha name from that Trebu Maranatha. And I did not. Yeah. But Sierra went to that school, which really? is so much, makes it so much funnier. Yeah. For fifth and sixth grade, she went to she went to that school and so when I when I named this band that it became a joke in her family because of that because like it was also like a really spiritually damaging time for her at that school. It's the only time she went to a Christian school, and like uh. it really. Then the the way that I guess the administration and the kids acted at the school were terrible. Damn, so. like uh, bust your knuckles with fucking rulers. No, no, that's, no. That's the no, type of like, shit that my the, grandma no, used to say. No, not that. Corporal punishment's one thing, but uh, no, like fucking making you feel like you're going to hell because you have four earrings instead of two or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sierra was starting to slip into the old uh, gadzooks. That's right. As it were. So. Kick wears are popping off. Popping off. Uh, Yeah, no, weird though. Hang on. Let me look at this shit. What else is popping right now? Um. Did you see all the fucking tornadoes that happened in Nashville? Dude, I, like, you know, you have those, like, that shit happens, and then on Facebook, it's like, marked safe from blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even think about that, because I normally think that's really dumb, because people abuse that shit, but uh, I like the idea of it. I, but- I, I actually do like the idea. I can't, I can't even, like, hate on it, because, like, what Facebook did was they created an actual useful tool, but, like, the pieces of shit but generation we are yeah. yeah we've we've used it like for marked else. marked safe from finding out joe biden's the democratic nominee yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah exactly who gives you know anyway but the i mark safe from uh solid state amps i i looked i was just like got up in the, this morning and i was just laying there on the couch and i was just flipping through the, i was like oh man 
tornadoes down in Nashville last night. Yeah. And then it was like a tornado touchdown in downtown Nashville, East Nashville, hardest hit. And I was like, whoa, like that's where all like all my friends in Nashville live. Yeah. That's where like that's the part of Nashville that's like the hip hipster mom and pop places, you know, like yeah. all like everyone's startup shit and stuff like that. So I immediately texted like my two like best friends who live down there in Nashville, make sure they were fine. And then I'm like looking at all these pictures like, God, I ate at that place, you know, like, yeah. you know, and starts to feel a little more real. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like when the tornadoes hit in Dayton, like you never think that shit's going to do anything to uh, <coughs> affect people, you know, and then when it either hits close or somewhere where it's people, you know, you're kind of yeah. like, it sucks. And Speaking, hold on real quick. Speaking of Dayton, did you see, remember we talked about before the KKK rally? Yeah. Did you see they're trying to hold another one? No. Yeah. They are. That won't end well. I think they got more people that actually want to speak this time. <laughs> but I feel like even in the last year, our culture has taken a further dive into division and anger, so it's it's not it won't end well. Um What were we just talking about before that? I just lost my train of thought. Tornadoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh it's also just crazy because like generally the way weather works and the way science works is like like dense cities are usually immune to tornadoes hitting like in the dense areas right. because you have the heat shield of the lights and the cars and all that stuff that moves the weather basically that's you know why it goes around the outer belt a lot and stuff yep. like that here and Nashville is an outer belt too and uh so it's it's interesting to like to have that kind of perfect case scenario where it happened to just happen right in the city that's yep. that's so crazy and uh and it's like a big deal like 20 like 19 people mm-hmm. died and like they, they there's like a, they have a they yeah. declared a state of emergency like it's like it was like a real big so ordeal it's actually really weird because like a lot of the people that i knew that lived in nashville don't live there anymore but me and my wife do know one or two people that live there and i'm going to show you a picture from their house they took the, they took this picture hang on this is from their window Holy shit balls. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a wild photo. And it's basically you can see the tornado off in the distance. So wild. So fucking crazy. Um Yeah, so I I gotta ask about something that's on this board, Colin. And I don't even know where to go. Shoot. Cats without gods. <laughs> that, so I, I mean I can I can re- I can see the photo and I can uh I can read this, what it I, is. I don't really have a lot to say about this other than it's just the the weirdest thing. So somebody sent it to me the other day. Uh I believe it was Tish who sent it to me. It's a public group on Facebook. Yes. It's got 13,000 You members. know so like Facebook their whole business model right now is the groups thing. That's what they want right. everybody to join these groups. Like that's the thing. For a while it was events and for a while it was status updates, but now their whole business model is around joining groups. So, you know, there's groups for everything, but then, uh, it was sent this, uh, group cats without gods. And I was like, what is this? And I look at the description <laughs> and it is literally a place for people to post cat pictures and talk about their militant atheism. Yeah. And it, it, the, the, I'll, I'm just going to read the top like two sentences. It says cats without gods is a group where people can share and discuss pictures and articles about cats, which may or may not be also about atheism or religion. That's like the craziest <laughs> and, draw. It, and it's funny too, because I joined the group because why wouldn't I? Because it's so fucking yeah. funny. And, uh, 
it there's barely any in between. It's either like cute gifts or YouTube videos or pictures of cute ass cats. We're about or, to, we're about to talk about that shit in a minute. Or 150 150 deep arguments about atheism. Damn. And there's and then like and then it's like the, I watch. I saw a couple posts where it was like combined. Where like there's a cat picture, and then like in the comments, somebody says something about religion, and then it's like brrr, another whole big ass threat comment thread yeah. about people arguing about the existence of God. It's so fucking funny. Like that is such a weird niche uh, group of people, and there happens to be thirteen thousand of them. It's crazy. Uh, somebody added me to uh, a group on Facebook called Pizza Connoisseurs of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that is what is so funny of it. Yeah. Funny about it. Let me actually – I need to go see how many uh, people are in this group so that I can adequately – dude, it's got 17,000 members. <laughs> and <clears throat> here's the thing. I find it very hard to believe there are 17,000 pizza connoisseurs in this city. Look, somebody added me because they know I have a pizza tattoo. I talked to them about some various pizza activities. And they're like, that guy's a pizza Yeah, they're like, we, like, we got to add this guy. And so he did. And for a minute, I just kind of hung back. But honestly, I've actually – I'm kind of like the person that likes to hang in the corner. And the pizzas that people say are phenomenal, I got to try if I haven't had them, right? Yeah. And so I've tried two of them. Um, and what I've noticed is there is a specific type of – uh, pizza that people like in this town and that every time I hear this is the best one ever this is the best one ever it's a it's a very similar pie right and let's so hear let's hear it uh, I can't even think of where the fucking I can't even think of what I tried hang on if you give me a second <clears throat> what the fuck did I try so I tried something called Carlucci's which is uh, the pepperonis were awesome the cheese pretty good the crust pretty good uh, I would have liked to see like a little more cornmeal on the bottom or something like that, <laughs> dude. I'm about to I'm about to go all in on this. <laughs> you're being so you're like is the pepperoni had notes of wine yeah. and cherries. No, so Carlucci's actually they <laughs> they get their sausage and pepperoni from a local distributor that's been doing it for you know a hundred years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say their pepperonis were awesome. The pizza was great. I will totally eat it again. Wasn't my favorite in town. And the same is said for if I could only fucking remember the name, I would I would say the other place. <clears throat> this place happened to be right around the corner from my work. So I was like, oh shit. Now I'm gonna have to look up the name at some point because I had such a great experience there. I'm gonna hold back on the experience just so I can look up the name, talk about the experience, and actually say their name. Um yeah, but I, I'm noticing there's like a specific type of pizza people like in town. Now, me, but first of all, do me and you have the same favorite pizza in town? It's uh, it's close to your house, and you get it a lot of Fridays. You got it when I came over. A Bren's Pizza is not my favorite in town. Really, I love it. Okay, so the loaded pep and cheese from Bren's is absolutely my favorite in town. Uh, I love that. Uh, Mexican one. The Trace Amigos. That's it. Dude, the motherfucker slugs. Uh, no, Bren's is amazing. I, I, you know. What's I think, your favorite in town then? It's, it's probably Hound Dog still. What? Really? I know they're canceled. No, no, no. I don't give a fuck about that. First of all, 
Okay, hold on. Pizza canceled. <laughs> Their pizza canceled. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to get us off of pizza because I'm going to go right into triggered people in general. I got a shout out though. The Russell, the Russell from Hound Dogs is the bomb. Probably the best pizza in the town. In the town. In the town. <laughs> in this town. In the town. We've we've touched on this before, and this can be used as my trivial thing that bothers me as well. It is <clears throat> I hate that people are so eager to be offended, right? And yes, when, when I make a statement about something, they look past the statement and they just want to like – they just want to they want to feel attacked and so they attack back. And this all comes from I made a statement on somebody's post today like uh somebody made a comment talking about like what it takes to raise a kid and yada yada. Uh let me go find it just so I can just so I can find it, right? So it said the the whole article was the typical U.S. worker can no longer afford a family on a year's salary, showing the dire state oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Okay. So let me dive into that, right? I made a statement simply saying I think it's weird, right? Every time I see these, I think it's weird. And I want to say this because I like to put everybody above me. Mm-hmm. I feel that I came from a very low place. I came from a single-parent household that literally never cleared 30k a year who I watched my mom buy a house I watched my mom raise three kids right I dropped out in 11th grade we've discussed this before I got my GED I feel that I'm doing just fine my wife she went to like a quarter of college right I feel we're doing just fine we're raising two kids we have a a nice house in a nice suburb paying more taxes per year than some people pay on their fucking mortgage I feel like we're doing fine. And I only say that to say if I can do it coming from literally nothing, I feel that everybody can do it. Not everybody feels like that. I don't know why there is this like weird thing where everybody feels like you can't do that. And I'm like, no, your fucking priorities just suck. That's what it is. And it gets me so fired up because I watch all my friends that hustle do it. I've seen you do it. You're in a great position in your job. I'm a hustler too. I get it. You have a great family. I I agree with you, and I I want to push back a little bit because I agree with you. I saw I saw when you commented that earlier because I feel the same way. It's like no, yeah, I came from nothing. Uh, you know, I I am privileged in the fact that my dad is is preceded me in this in this uh, design world in this profession, um, and I learned a lot from him. But he 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 came from nothing too, and he and he was grinding and he dropped out of college like I did. And he, you know, he, he did the whole deal the same way. And, uh, and you know, and I lived with my single mom who's, who's shitty husband was in and out of jail. My stepdad was in and out of jail and she was working full time and had four kids and did the best she could. And somehow we still went to private school, you know, because luckily we had family too, that was really into helping out and stuff like that. And, and I get it. I get it because it's there is a part of it, a part of it, a big part of it is a drive. Yeah, it, I I feel um, like what 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 percent? Just throw a percent on it, just for quantifiable 
what measure. percent? What percent of it is drive? Uh, half of it. Really? Uh, yeah, because, okay. and I'll say this, and I don't want to sound like I'm just going there with it, but a big part of it is the fact that you and I are white. Oh yeah, no, I agree. And, I agree. Uh, so it keep is. In, keep in mind. Let me let me just anecdotally say, the people I was having this conversation with all white whites, males. Whites, I yes. get it. And so I, I so I agree with you. So that's when I say fifty percent of it is the drive, but you know the economic prisons that are <laughs> our projects that are our inner cities, uh, where it's a cycle of nobody will give me a job because I'm not educated. So I turn to drugs and then I go to jail for stupid for selling drugs and then I can't get a job because I have a felony and and it's just a it's just a it's a it's a vicious cycle that's controlled by the powers that be. I got a little conspiracy theory there, but uh, no, but uh, so you know there, we do have the white privilege, uh, uh, but. Okay, so let's. But I agree with you. I do let, agree. Let's with think you. about this just from the white perspective, right? Because that's what we know, right? That, that's what we know. So, if somebody says to me, "You know, you can't raise a kid in today's age with blah blah blah," I'm going to only draw from my own personal experiences. I'm going to draw from not just mine, but those around me. Now, because the people who are saying that are the people who. Uh, think that also think that if you want to buy a house, you have to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a house, you know, yeah, and think that you have to have a twenty five hundred dollar mortgage or you now, know whatever. And you're on your what the third house, third domain? Uh, I'm on my second that I've owned. We the place we lived for a couple of years in Hilliard was a rental. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I'm on my I've bought and sold once. I've I've sold once, bought twice. Yeah. Uh. I've moved a lot of money around <laughs> like, like <laughs> dorky adults do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, but the fact is you did that. No, and- I got, I, 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 and it, uh, it was, it, it was, uh, I don't know. I did it. That's the thing. It, it wasn't always advisable. I wouldn't have bought that condo, that first condo in hindsight, you know, did but you, did you, I was out- able to buy a condo. I was I was able to be 23 years old or 24 years old or something like that and 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 buy a house in like a very desirable part of town. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so and I and that was only because of hard work. It was only so, because I was out there grinding. I'm going to I'm going to take my phone out and do some math while I talk about this because I feel like it's it's going to be more relevant if I do so. So say you are a 30 six-year-old male right uh and you moved out at 18 yeah that means you've had 18 years on your own right and i would venture to say in this day and age in this uh climate half of my life has been has sure. been on well, i'm just i'm gonna use yeah. 18 because i need yeah. a quantifiable number right so yes, i'm gonna yes. use 18 you've been out on your own for 18 years <clears throat> and in that 18 years I would I'd venture to say that you had some early years where you paid two three hundred dollars and you lived with two or three people. Yes, it, it, that's a that's a general statement. Yes. most of most people ban people everything like right. It's it's something I did, and then in your later years, 
maybe you paid more like, I don't know, a thousand, right? Hmm. Let's just say consistently throughout for an average, you paid roughly 500 a month, right? So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 18, right? Times 12, because there's 12 months in a year and you had 18 years of 12, that's 216 times $500. That's $108,000. So what we have is 30 plus year old people that have never bought a house that have went ahead and paid $108,000 into someone else's pocket. Yeah. Yet they still sit there and complain that they can't afford this or can't afford. And that's the thing. And, 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 and that's where I think you're right on when, when people say it's impossible to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you got to get your priorities straight and you got to think about what you're doing. This is like one thing I love about this one, one thing that killer Mike is out, out there grinding, doing is trying to get, inner city black youth to start businesses yes to like do the thing like like fuck what anybody's telling you to do get out there and go hard and do the thing and do it for real and get it done and then you see results so yes drive is a maybe more than 50 percent of it but uh i don't know it's it's so i'm not a big book reader yeah. But I would say that one of the books that I read the most of was a book from somebody named Angela Duckworth. And it's a book called Grit. Okay. And it talks about how grit will always surpass talent because the person who fails and gets up and does it again will always be more successful than the person who's just naturally good at something. Mm-hmm. And I firmly, firmly stand behind that. I can tell you that I've always been the type of person that when I want something, I will fucking find a way to get it. I didn't I didn't want a house until I was like 30. But when I was 30 and I wanted a house, I went and got one. And I got – I bought one for $130,000. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money, right? That same house I sold for a significant profit five years later. I didn't pay into somebody else's fucking house. I got that money back and that allowed me to get a house in a better neighborhood. Yep. Right? And so like I just get really fucking sick of people thinking there's no drive or there's no opportunity when I watch everybody that I respect around me create opportunity. And that's the thing. And you know, I'll say this one thing and I just want as a caveat when I talk about myself too is like I am also aware of the privilege that I have that I'm also just really good at what I do. It's in my blood. It's a skilled trade that I was born with. Do you think you like it more and you gravitated towards it because you felt the reward of being good at something? Um, maybe. Yeah, I think. Okay. It's funny. So it's safe to say that everybody – Being good at it makes me almost like it less sometimes. <laughs> well, but but I, I think that's important to note, right? Because I think that the reason I went the way I went in certain – Things the, the reason I made certain choices is because I loved the feeling. I like the mm-hmm. reward feeling mm-hmm. of being good or being praised for something. Yeah. Everybody's good at something. Yeah, and that and that's the other thing is, and that, that's what the second point I was going to make was. I was actually just talking to a buddy up north. At uh, so I went I went and saw Worst Self. It was a nice treat. I was at my mom's house. It was Sunday night. That's crazy. The party was over, and uh, my dudes were playing at a. Country bar that does hardcore shows on Sunday nights, free show, mile from my mom's house. We were there in five minutes. It was awesome. Anyway, and they were great. Holy shit. And the sound was amazing at this place. They were awesome. Um, And uh, 
Uh, but I was talking with an old friend there, and his his son is a junior or senior in high school, and you know this is my buddy is he's like a illustrator, he's super super talented dude, and I'm sure his son is super talented in the arts. I'm sure he's super talented musically because his dad's also a singer and and all this stuff, but he decided he wants to. He's in, in, in the, his school has like a trades program. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's learned to be a union welder. And it's out of high school, starts 80 G's a year. And he's getting all the skills he needs for free at his high school. And that's the other thing is that we are ignoring a huge fact, a, a huge faction of our workforce is the skilled trades that people aren't doing anymore oh no shit so it's like that even if you don't think you're good at something like there's you can go to a community college in a in two years and come out with with a degree in a skilled trade okay so though a good majority of the world is going tech right and there's always going to be there we're going to find new ways to use tech new ways to implement tech we need the people that are thought leaders we need the people that are idea ideation experts yes, yes. we need that we always also, still need blue we also collar. need people with hands yes and muscles yeah and and it's funny though because we were talking about when we were talking about this because i i was talking to my buddy about it because he feels the same way in me in this regard i was like sometimes i just wish i wasn't so good at what i do because it'd be an easy way to just go i'm gonna do something mindless instead because sometimes i watch i sit at work and i watch these construction workers across the street it's like these dudes are fucking laughing all day they're doing they're coming to work they're doing one thing well over and over and they're getting paid really well these guys are driving like ford raptors and shit so this brings me to another point that came out on this post uh do you think that people just can't change profession no, I don't. I, I, I absolutely think that you could change your. I, th- I feel like our culture says you can't. Really? If you want, I feel like our culture, this uh, not profession, but career. Like if you are a career person, right now, if I decided tomorrow, and I'm not, I want to make that clear in case this gets listened to by anybody above me. Uh, I'm not. But if I wanted to, I could say, you know what fuck this i would rather go do construction i'll get a construction job i'll take a little bit of a hit but i'll go do construction instead because fuck it i don't have to stress about anything anymore and that's okay i've had friends i've had a we talked about this before i had a friend who was a really good photo retoucher and now works on the fucking line at honda and he loves it and he's so much happier now i'm not saying i want to do that i you know i i like what i do but I do think that there is a cultural uh, taboo of if you're a career man and you've got you've made yourself successful, changing your career mid midway is is to me I feel like it's frowned upon. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. It, you know, and it's it, it could be just be uh, the circles we run in because for me, I don't see it at all. In fact, I I always say this like when I went to my job, I went to my job because. They were kind of the same work as I was doing before, but they paid more dollars per hour. And it wasn't until I got in that job and did it for a few years that I went, wait, you're telling me that I can move around in the same company? Like, that's crazy. And make more money and do a different job? Yeah. I 
I never went to the job I'm at now. I never went to the company I'm at now with any intention on a career. I had no concept of a career. Yeah. And I just stumbled upon it and found it and found something I like. I found it and like I like it so much that I've recently turned down an opportunity uh, making a third more. Hmm. That's I mean that's like life-changing money. But there is no amount – when you find something you like and you work with people you like and you find and you like the work, you like the people, you like everything about it, that you can't really put a value on it. Yeah. You really can't. And it sounds like the career you're in and the, the company you're in, you have the same thing. You like what you do. Yeah. That's like you know working at an uh, agency that has variety. Yeah. I know I could make – I, I could make twice as much as I want. I, I, not twice, maybe a, a significantly more yeah. than what I make now. If I was on like a creative director on an in-house team at some big banker at a big business or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but to do this, I like the variety and I'll take, I'll take the little bit yeah, because lower salary it, because I like it. Every, like everything has a slice it. of the pie. Yeah. You've got your, uh, you know, you've got title. Some people value title. Some people value the type of work. Some people value your coworkers. Yeah. And like everything has a slice of the pie. And like where I'm at now, I love it. But I also worked 14 years to get where I'm at now. And people walk in off the street because they've got a degree. Everybody chooses their path. It's up to you to choose the right path. Yeah. I'm not – but at the end of the day, it's just like you you can grind and get there. That's how I feel. That's my thing, and that's the thing. That's the thing. If uh, the what I w- will tell my kids is, they start getting more into like when they start getting into working and stuff like that. It's like just do what you do. Go, go to work. Do your job. Don't get involved in bullshit. Don't get involved in workplace drama. Don't get don't get involved in the game. Well, I mean, unless, you got you got to get involved in the game unless you want to. You're way more involved in the game than I am. Well, that's because uh, I, I work at a larger company sure, than you. Sure, there is a game always uh, happening. Okay, let me rephrase. Don't get involved in the game if you don't have to, only to the level that you need to. But just do it. Just do your job. Do it well. Grind hard. Yeah. Get it fucking done. You know, uh, impress your boss and, with good work, and also like find somebody that you look up to that you think is awesome. Yeah. Like everybody needs a mentor. You and know, hang for out me, with them. It's not even that for me. It was my brother, my, my brother, dude. I, I watched my brother uh, do the same thing. He went to trade school for a completely different thing and then went completely left field and got into a career doing something not even remotely related to the trade school. He went to, he went for some like blue collar shit. And then ended up doing something in flooring. And when that fell through, ended up uh, taking his 401k and becoming a realtor by literally taking his money, buying a house, doing work to it, selling it for a profit and going, I feel like I could do that. I'd be good at that. That's that's like always the person I've looked up to. And I feel like my grind comes from my environment. Dude, my, my brothers, my cousin – Everybody in my family were fucking hustlers. Like, mm. they got the goddamn job done. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they did. That's what I'm saying. Like, just get it done. Like, you don't got to get caught up in bullshit. Got Don't got to get caught up in the race. 
Yeah. Just do and, your and job. I'm put one it gets, more. If you do your job, this and this is what I tell the people that at work on my team that like who I'm the boss of. Like like do your job, do it well. And if you do those two things, you will be recognized for it. Right. It gets noticed. Good work gets noticed. You become the person who is reliable. Yeah. And that there's like nothing that can uh nothing that can compete with that. Uh so the last thing I'm gonna say, and then we'll switch off this fucking topic because I was how long have we been going? Uh hour four. Okay. We're doing great. I thought we were going longer than that. Nah, we're doing fine. Uh the last thing I'm gonna say is I'll give a I will give a uh, anecdotal just little story to support what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about on the last podcast that you went to Family Values Night. Yeah. Right? Had a fun time, I'm sure. Yeah. I would have had a great time as well. I didn't come because I put my once behind me and I went to a work function that allowed me to network. And did I want to do that? No. But that is like that's the purpose. Like that's the point I'm trying to make is – you have to make sacrifices. You have to like put down some of your wants and just play the game sometimes. And like motherfuckers don't want to do that. They want to go to the bar, spend money, do whatever, play in a band, go record, play shows. Like you can do all that as long as you can do it as icing on the cake. Yeah. But if that is literally causing you any kind of like – if that's the reason why you're not buying a house, fuck you. You deserve every piece yeah. of shit thing that comes your way. I – uh it's funny that you say that because that's the one place where I hang on my privilege of being just naturally talented is I fucking hate networking and I don't. I don't network to the point where I was like literally talking to my boss about how I should more uh, just for business sake. My you know, entire career was made off networking. I know. And it's just funny because like that's where I can – my hatred for networking and be, you know, I don't go to like fucking – award shows or conferences or for the most part because to me it's just like a giant creative circle jerk and i fucking hate it it's everybody just trying to one-up each other but i get it i get why people do it yeah but that's where i sit back and go i also am just like a good designer you know yeah. uh but uh no that's funny it's i i agree with everything you're saying it that's the thing is like it's out there you just got to go get it and I'm, I'm going to leave it with this one last statement, and then we're going to get off this stu- this subject. I guess I got to tell you about Cheeto Eye. <laughs> yeah, that's literally that is that is the thing on the board. Say your last. Thing. That is the thing on the board that's making me want to wrap this up. <laughs> okay, so the oh last thing God. I want to say is, I will not. I just don't want anybody to tell me it's not out there when I watch everybody around me that I respect go and fucking get it. You know, these opportunities are not going to come to you. You got to create the opportunities. And I'm just fucking sick of everybody making excuses of why their laziness is somehow someone else's fault. Mm. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Please, Colin, tell me what the fuck this means. It's on the board and it says Cheeto Eye. (laughs) So uh, uh, yesterday morning – so Saturday night, I noticed my eye, my right eye was really bothering me. <laughs> and I don't know if you can tell, like this eye looks a little bit like more closed. My little, right eye. Just, just, just a, a little bit. bit. It, just a tiny bit. Yesterday, it was like, it was like, it was like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And poop. Uh, poop. So I I noticed on Saturday night when I was or on Sunday night when I was at that show. I was just like, man, my eye is really bugging me. And it felt like when I got something in my eye, like, like a, like eyelash or, or, or a, a Billy eyelash. Yeah. And, uh, that's what it felt like. It just felt like something got in my eye and I just couldn't get it out. I flushed it out a couple of times and Sierra had some eye drops, some visine and I tried that too. And it just was super irritated. And then I, but I didn't think much about it because I had been day drinking all day too. And, uh, and that, but then I woke up <coughs> yesterday morning and it was like, oh dude, like my eye, it was all like crusty and shit like that. And, uh, and like itched really bad. And I like got up and went in the bathroom and it was like, it looked like someone punched me in the face. Like yeah. that my, my, uh, eyelid was all thing, all puffed up. And I was just like, I was looking and I was like, it, it doesn't look like pink eye and it doesn't necessarily feel like pink eye. And I just don't, and I was so perplexed by it. Okay. So we're sitting there. My brother and I are just like, you know, we're, we were packing up because we were getting ready to go. But my brother and I were also about to replace before we left town. We were replacing my mom's, uh, vanity sink in the bathroom and, and the, like the sink top and the faucet and everything. So like I'm sitting there, we're just like doing this stuff and I'm just thinking like, what happened to my eye? Why does it feel so crazy? Like, what did I get in it? And, and Sierra was asking me, like, did you, like, scratch it? Did you, do you remember, like, hitting it on something? Like, you know, I was, then I was thinking, like, when I was in the woods, when Evan was doing that race, did I run into a tree when I was, like, going to go piss in the woods? I, you know, I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know. It felt like I noticed it after I woke up from that nap that I took after Henrik's party. I don't know if you saw a Sleepy Dad post. Where my head is hanging back like this, <laughs> and there's a fucking Cheeto hanging out of my hanging out of my mouth. Uh, well, I, I guess when that photo shoot was happening, uh, the, Rowan's suggestion was that they put a bunch of Cheetos behind my glasses, mm. and I'm fairly certain that that's. And Sierra said, as soon as as soon as they put it behind my glasses, I woke up and I like, you know. I don't remember this happening. Yeah. But I like immediately knocked it off and I guarantee that I got fucking Cheeto dust, Cheeto dust up under my eyelid and that made it look like I had almost pink eye. So now it is called Cheeto eye. Cheeto eye. <laughs> so, and I told Sierra, it was so funny too. My whole family's sitting there and I was jokingly mad, but I was like, and I'll tell you right now, if it turns out that this is, Cheetos doing this? The sleepy dad is over. <laughs> oh my god. One of my favorite memes ever. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Can we just take a second to listen to this music? I don't know why. This is a guy testing out a new overdrive pedal. He just bought an overdrive pedal today, and he wants to hear how it boosts his tone. So... One of my favorite memes ever. That's my guess. Is there's this, uh, it's like a fashion model or something. And she's got like all kinds of, uh, it's right here. I found it. It's like a fashion model. And it says, when you tilt the bag up and get the last few chip crumbs from the bottom, look at it. <laughs> 
And that's like I just wh- laughed so hard in the microphone. Yeah. So when you were telling me about it, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that's yeah. essentially it. I mean, first of all, can you send me that meme? <laughs> yeah. First of all, like that's me. I tip the bag every time. And oh, get, dude. I get all the dust in my face. Have you ever, have you ever gone so far as like flipping the bag inside out? Yeah, dude, lick that shit. You gotta lick <laughs> that shit. Especially the little guys, the yeah. little Cheeto bags. I don't fuck with the little bags. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, flex. Oh, oh, flex. sorry. Yeah. No, actually, like you know, like those they have the big bags of the little bags, and there's like different mixes. Yeah, but okay, dog. There's they- no. Okay. Because if you look at the uh, the amount you get, the money's not worth it. Dude, you didn't let me finish. Per ounce, son. You didn't let me finish. All right, please finish. I have three children. Okay. With three vehemently different tastes. So if I can spend six ninety nine on a bag of 20 little ass bags, they don't argue. Yeah, but if you just spent... Seven ninety nine. You could get several bags and then divide them up yourself and get more. I'm telling you, God. you're paying for all that fucking. You're paying for all that wrapping. You're paying for all them little bags. You can get a bag. You can get a thing of Ziplocs and make your own. Oh, I see. What, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you want to get. But I can't more. get five big bags of chips for seven ninety nine. You can't, but you got to play the long game. You're playing the short game. Yeah, so here's what you do. I see. I'm gonna you know we like to we like to share I see what you're doing. We like to share uh put in the money up front. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We like to share heck and cool dads like way to conserve money. What you gotta do is you gotta go up to that little uh the the price tag, like on the shelf of the store that says how much it is, and you gotta pay attention to that per ounce. It'll say like twenty one point one. Dude, I do not have the time. What patience. the fuck? You ain't got eyeballs? I don't have the time or patience to sit there at the grocery store and fucking look at how many cents per ounce. If you Look, if you're at the grocery store, you got the time. What you're telling me is you don't have the patience, which I can respect. If you don't have the patience, you don't have the patience. But I like to go to the grocery <laughs> store at fucking midnight. I know you have got the time. <laughs> yeah. I go to the grocery store at midnight, and then I make my decisions based on that per ounce. <laughs> I will say this. I went grocery shopping today for a whole week worth yeah. of meals. And I don't do a whole week. Like my wife always says to me, it is exceptionally cheaper if you do that instead of getting food for just that dinner every day afterwards. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I try to plan two or three at a time. It gets so bad sometimes that Google Maps will suggest to me when I leave the office how long it's going to take to get to the Kroger in Grandview. Instead of my house. Can, can I just say that that was a feature they recently implemented uh, from Waze? Yeah. That's a Waze thing. So, like, I'll open up my fucking Waze and it'll be like, it just knows I'm going to, like, push ahead practice. I got to say, okay, here's a trivial thing that bothers me. Give it to me. Fucking Waze and its inconsistency. Look, I'm not going to have you bad-mouthing Waze. I love Waze. I think it's brilliant, and I think it's awesome. I We use it when we drive because I drive very fast, and we all know that Colin gets big speeding tickets. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, Waze, Waze really did not come through for me this weekend. Why? Every time Waze told me that there was a 
that police were spotted ahead. I could already see them. I need to be notified of that shit three quarters of a mile in advance, dog. Well, okay. So you're saying that their quarter mile is not good enough. No, 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 no. I'm talking like 600 feet was not good enough. Yeah, but you think their radar is going... It's not 600 feet. It's a quarter mile. That's when they notify you. It's one quarter mile. What I'm saying is this weekend when I was on the phone, every when I was driving, every time Waze told me about a cop, it was right there about to get... About to pass by my ass. Can, can I tell you why that is? I'm yeah, keep defending why. it. Keep defending it. I'm going to defend the fuck out of ways. Google, sponsor the shit out of this. Uh, because when they were marked last time. Does Google own ways? Yes. Oh. Google bought ways like. Oh. I think Google bought ways in like 2015. Oh, and that's cool. why their map data is the same. And that's why you're starting to see certain Waze features come over to Google Maps. Why didn't they just integrate all of it into Google Maps? Uh, I think there's... Or call it, like, Google Transit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think they want to keep that because there's a lot of, like, uh, uh, hot takes with Waze, right? The whole fucking tagging where cops are and shit like that. Oh, that I think they uh, want to keep some delineation. They're trying to keep some of that street justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you notice, like, the recent Google Maps update, it brought over some Waze features. Yeah. And the reason I think Waze is the most accurate, I've said this before, it's because it takes all the data from all Waze users. Yeah. Apple, Android, and then it layers in all of the Android phones. Even if you don't have an app open, it knows you're traveling 55 miles an hour on I-71. Like, it, it, it's the most accurate because it takes all Android. I thought about this. I thought about this because Sierra called me out and she was, she opened, she opened Waze on her phone. Yeah. And she's like, you're going 87 miles per hour right now. And I was like, fuck yeah, I am. I did say that basically. But, uh, and I was like, yeah, I've had my crew set at 84. Um, and, uh, but the, and I started thinking about it and I was just like, how long until Google, now that I know Google owns ways, how long until they weaponize that? How long until police don't have to use radars anymore? And they just, just, they just know. No, no. So, so since Waze has been a thing, the police have been fighting it. They are calling it a safety issue for police and blah blah blah. Okay, I'm aware, or that make not aware. I'm aware now. That makes sense to me. All I'm saying is, how long is it before they slip a line item into the terms and conditions that everyone just clicks I accept, and now your speed data is always being uploaded to the next cop up the road. How long until that happens? Never. Google wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, and and I, I'm not saying that to defend Google. I'm saying that as a business, if you did that, you would lose all credit. You would lose all. Everybody would back away from you. You would lose market share by doing that. And it's not even just for Facebook is still one of the most. Uh, one of the biggest companies in the world and they've done a lot of shady shit with data in the government. <laughs> You're right. Do you think... But look and have been exposed for it. But look at the demographics that uses Facebook and where have the younger generation gone? I get it. I get where you're, I get where you're going with this. I just think that... I think it's an inevitability. Go ahead and do it. Track me down. I don't give a fuck. My shit be like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like 
because you can upload my shit to the cop up the road, but when I know there's a cop up the road, believe I'm going 65 again. I was using that shit on the way here. Um, so there's one last thing, Colin. <laughs> one last thing, and we're going to get out of here. And let's, uh, because this is from time to time a music podcast, let's take it back to music for a minute and talk about bands that we may have slept on because one specific element, such as vocals, right? And I'll kick it off. I fucking love the band Amir. Hate the vocals. And I almost can't... I can't listen to like 50% of that music because I hate the vocals that much. Mm -hmm. But I really like the breakdowns. Yeah, so when I put this on there, when I put this on there, but it was specifically... And I get... So is Amir a band that you heard a few times and we're like I hate the vocals I'm not listening to that band and then later on was like yes. okay this okay, I, okay yes, that's exactly that's, what I'm talking exactly about that's exactly what I did so okay. I, I would hear them on playlists or I would hear certain things uh, it could be random things on Facebook or YouTube where they're like oh listen to the top 8 breakdowns and I'm like I want to hear what this motherfucker thinks the top 8 breakdowns are mm-hmm. and it'd be like an Amir breakdown I'm like god damn this is heavy but I hate those vocals so I won't listen to it it wasn't until like last year that I went ahead and gave the entire discography a listen and realized, musically, I kind of fuck with Amir. I can actually listen to multiple Amir records now. There's some heavy new metal breakdowns in that shit. It is. I can listen to multiple now because I can actually block out the vocals enough to listen to them riffs. I gotta hear them. So who? what was the band that made you put that on there? I'm not sure. I th- I don't know that I was I was thinking necessarily straight about vocals, but it, to me it was just like an element. Like what's something about? So for me, a lot a lot of times it's like a band name, and we oh, talked about oh, this a yeah. little bit. Like like I found out about this band that's become like one of my their record has like been one of my favorite records of the last year. This 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 French band called Hangman's Chair. Yeah, and I would never. If I saw that that name, I would never listen to that band. I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like trying. I'm not trying to judge them for thinking of that name. But like, that's there's something about it that is just. I would never think to listen to that band. There's a band called The Gloom in the Corner. Yeah, dude. That like get the fuck out of here with that stupid fucking name. But stupid. like stupid. But honestly, some of the riffs are tight. But that's the thing. It's like it's as soon as I heard that uh, my friend whom's whomst whomst uh. <laughs> opinion i trust was like dude you gotta check this band out and i listened to it i was like holy shit this is awesome i never would have listened to this band and i never even heard of them before but i just saw their name and i was like i never would have even thought to listen to it uh have you heard of the rap group called suicide boys yeah have you listened to them (laughs) isn't it like that kind of like weird it was kind of like what crunk core evolved into which was like this emo (laughs) goth kill myself rap yeah that's like so, kind of so, there's also a little bit of juggalo-ishness into oh, in it there is mad also like that like and it, they're all every one of these they're all white guys so i'm gonna put right i'm gonna, I'm gonna put this all the way on front street like right that now. ghost main guy i'm gonna put this all the way out there all right I you thought, about it i thought no i fucking am not about it i thought dave was trolling me <laughs> so dave who's been on the podcast twice now he sends me some shit that's like, bro, Suicide Boys, like, I can't stop listening to it. And, like, I thought he was trolling me. And so, based on name alone, I've never listened to them. That being said, 
you know, me and Dave usually vibe on some music. He's like, he's big on these like Houston guys and shit like that. And like, we usually, we have very similar tastes when it comes to music. Even when it comes to like bands like Glassjaw, like he's a huge Glassjaw fan and so was I. So I went, all right, I'm going to fucking give this shit a go. I start listening to it. And, like, I'm laughing to myself. It sounds like a bunch of dudes who are heavily influenced by both ICP and Bone Thugs. And they've decided their name's going to be Suicide Boys. So he starts telling me about all these songs. And then I was like, all right, this motherfucker's trolling me. I'm not even going to respond to him. So I don't respond. A few days later, he puts up a Instagram story. He's, like, painting or something. And that's the soundtrack. He's, like, fucking banging it. Dude, he's banging it. He's not he's not invited on this podcast anymore. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I so, know I know I I think I've heard maybe one of their songs. So, I had to hit him up and go, "Dude, you weren't trolling me? Like, I I legit thought you were trolling me." Uh and now uh just to follow up with that, now because I listened to all those songs to appease him and try and, you know, see if there was anything there. It's now showing up on my Spotify release radar. When- <laughs> oh yes, yeah. So when they yes, yes. So they put out a new song. It's recently. infiltrated your algorithm. It has. It, they put out a new song. <laughs> I bet that shit pops up in a daily mix too. <laughs> no, no. Daily mix likes to show me shit that like it thinks I'll like, such as that band, The Gloom in the Corner. No, no, uh, no. I yeah, I get that. It's just so. Oh, dude, that's so I, great. I sent him a text today and said, that's "So great." Because of the shit that you and I talked about, here I am with Suicide Boys. I All right. Yawn. Dude, that yawn, I think, signals the end of the fucking podcast. One more thing, because this guy was just playing some shit that sounded a little Deftonesy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Terry Date yep. produced the new Deftones record, which is done. And he was the one who produced the first four Adrenaline around the fur, white pony, pony. and the self-titled one. Yep. So the OG's back. This is also a guy who produced a lot of great new metal and metal records in the nineties. He, yeah. So shout out to that guy. <laughs> shout out to that guy. <laughs> I already, so I already tired. forgot his name. Like you, you just Terry Date, dude. Forgot his name. I tend to forget uh, most people's names the moment they say it. Or, like, if you say something, I'm just going to forget it two seconds later. Can we finish this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very similar. Uh, by s- just noting that the hair on my face is now officially over a month old. It is. Dude, it's full, too. And I've, like, been, like, getting pretty good at symmetrically shaving it. You know what? I'm going to say this, like, because uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say you don't have a lot of experience with the trimming of facial hair, right? There is inevitably going to be one time where something happens and the guard falls off or some bullshit happens and you cut a big ass line in it. Oh, I know. And you have to make the decision. Do I shave this shit off and start over or do I ride that line out? That was the thing. Like this morning I shaved and I was on my way to work and I... caught a glance in the mirror and realized that over here it was further over onto my chin than this side at least i could take that back i, I will say that uh since the last time i saw you it actually looks like it's gotten more like down and before it was like kind of out here i feel like you've you've really no uh, I've, I've i've you've got it i i've been like sierra's been like i think you should bring it in on this side a little bit more and like she's Dude, been helping me with you that should shit. listen to her because it's going and then, well like going i got well. a little thing uh i got a little thing like a little Tish gave it to me. She got it free at work, and it was like a little 
uh, you slide it open, it's got some wax pomade in it, you yeah. know, like that you guys used to do this shit. Yeah. But what I'm, I've literally been doing with it is literally a couple times a day, just like, like training it down. So it's going down instead yeah. of out. Yeah. And it's getting there. It's getting there. So uh, are you on board now? I'm, I, I don't know that I'm on board. I, I feel, I mean, you gotta give me a little I bit am, of credit. It was uh, kind it, of my fault. It is a hundred percent your fault. And, uh, 90% your fault, 10% my fault, cutting it into a shape that Sierra was like, I'm kind of into it. Yes, yes, that's where I was going to go with that. And then Sierra gets some credit too, because had she not said, Colin, I'm fucking feeling this. Yep. You would probably have yeah, already no, shaped it my wife, now. My wife, okay, so you get 70%, I get 10%, she gets 20%. Uh, and, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know that I'm on board yet. I'm committed. I'm committed to it. Because just like growing long fuck. hair. Just like growing long hair. You have, you have to get past the Scott Stapp. And that's a, like, when, when you're growing your hair long, which I don't think you've ever done. I'm just kidding. I, ha- I have, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Ask Sierra. I feel like she has pictures uh, of me. But, like, if you're growing your hair long, and I've done it twice in my life where I've grown it beyond my shoulders, uh, is you hit that Scott Stapp, and it is so hard to just be like, uh, I got to get through this. Yeah. Because you're stuck with that for at least a month. Yeah. And, with uh, arms wide open. Yeah, dude. And... uh I looked at myself in the mirror today, tonight, like three hours ago, and was like, is this for me? <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, still so far, it's really just my mom and Lee that don't like it. So uh, uh, give Lee somewhere between seven days and 14 days and he'll <laughs> like it. And your mom, I can't do shit there, but like your mom probably also didn't like your weird like parachute pants. So true. There it is. My mom, I, and parachute pants got is, us here, this Colin. Is, this is not the worst phase Colin's been through. That's right. In my mom's eyes. I think uh, episode 46 <laughs> uh, on that note is a fucking wrap. I can't wait for what. Peace. Oh, oh, oh. Can we just really quickly say that we're going to try and get our wives on here soon? It's my idea for – and I brought it up to Sierra. She, she's all about it. Good. Uh, my idea for episode 50 is two guests, our wives. Yep. Turns out I got four mics, so we're good to go. So, you know, it's just going to be us getting fucking clowned for an hour. It, you know what? I got to be honest. Uh, I don't have to put that episode out. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm fully in control of this shit. So, episode 50. All right. The 32nd episode. That's right. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>